Good morning, and uh, welcome to my podcast, Riffing with Ralph. Uh, that's uh, the tagline is uh, wrestling with man's inhumanity to man. Not a simple light topic. Uh, today's topic is addiction. I believe, as I'm sure you would concur, it would be impossible to cover any of my topics with one short podcast. I will delve deeper in the uh, future. Addiction. Happy Columbus Day weekend, John. On 10-7 of this year, as the universe had planned, I called John's wife, Laurie, to ask if I could share John's story. Not only did she agree to my request, but told me it was the 12th anniversary of John's suicide. You can imagine how the timing fucking blew me away. John's story. I met John about 25 years ago. He earned a good living as a carpenter, met and married Laurie, and they had two sons together while also raising Laurie's young son. His customers liked him and respected him. They bought a house and were able to put aside money for their future. At the time, I was sober for 11 years and had the honor of working with John on living a life without the old tools to deaden the brain and dull the pain, trying to live life on life's terms. Frequently, addicts switch addictions to avoid their demons. John transferred his addiction to gambling after many years without a drink. Not to take his inventory, but I believe he was on what is known as a dry drunk or stock raving sober. As he lost his money, he intensified his quest to recoup his losses to no avail. The insanity of doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results prevailed, and he became so despondent he could not cope with life. Being a veteran, he did seek mental help at the VA to no avail. The disease of addiction, be it from alcohol, drugs, gambling, food, work, sex, etc., wants you dead. On the morning of October 7th, 2011, John's overwhelming de despondency guided him to hang himself in his wor workshop next to his house. It's not just another story in the fucking naked city. It is reality, smacking us, me, in the face. It's another call to action. The disease grabs you by the throat and won't let go until there's no air left to expire from your lungs and your heart is no longer ticking. Here's another story. They wanted what killed Charlie. To better share the insanity of the addict, here's a prime example of such thinking an inmate shared. His friend went to the drug dealer and asked for the drug that killed Charlie. I want what Charlie had or I'm going elsewhere. The insanity sanity of the addict. Feel good or take me out of my misery, get high or die. There are only three alternatives for a real addict who won't stop. Jail, 
mental institutions, and death. And with these stories, I call on the President with this message. Mr. President, Congress, all politicos with no regard for their color, red or blue states, red or blue people, to all people who have been affected by alcohol, drugs, addictions, black or white, rich or poor, Jew or Gentile, old or young, set up a new cabinet post, no longer under the Department of Health and Human Services or their CDC major operating division. In doing so, we can better, better address, in doing so, we can better address and deal with addiction. The cost, loss of productivity, incarceration, and the high rate of recidivism, and most importantly, the ultimate cost, loss of life. 246,000 lives lost in 2021 to addiction, the disease, 140,000 alcohol, 106,000 drugs. The total annual cost to USA society for substance abuse in 1999 was $510.8 billion, made up of $191.6 billion to alcohol, $167.8 billion to tobacco, and $151.4 billion to drug abuse. These figures are made up from lost goods, lost productivity, treatment, medical services. Just think what today's figures are in dollars. Lost productivity makes up two-thirds of the costs of substance abuse. Incarceration results in $32 billion in earning losses. Almost $25 billion more is lost when people who abuse substances pursue criminal careers rather than enter the labor force. I propose the new cabinet minister should not only possess academic as well as scientific credentials, but also be an alcoholic addict. Who better to understand the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune than one who's walked the walk and continues to do so? Lived the disease and lives to help others. Alcoholism was declared a disease in 1966. It is not a moral issue. Addiction is a motherfucker. We need to take it seriously. It's been shown and proven money spent saves society money many times over. If as a country we put as much money and energy into recovery as we do for cancer or other diseases, the benefits will surely surpass the monetary output. I believe the dollars should be tracked to determine the best use outcomes. Treatment or rehab centers must publish their rate of success and be accountable, be held accountable uh, for their lack of performance. Drug courts have been successful but need to be expanded to minimize the revolving drug syndrome. Recidivism due to addiction will not be eliminated by a quick fix. The allure of a magical pill to eliminate addiction is professed, but to date has not come to fruition, 
nor can the pill address the underlying issues, issues such as the addict's reluctance to grow up, face life on life's terms, their inability to cope with reality, whether they're using or not, and their selfish, self-centered nature causes them to be miserable and maladjusted to life. They remain caught in a cycle. I believe one of the best solutions to stemming the high rate of recidivism are the recovery pods in jails and prisons for relatively little monetary output. Although men and women do go out and die, I see it working. I talk to them and I see that their monumental efforts are changing their lives. These men and women are often highly intelligent and strive for better lives. A high five for the sheriff and his team of officers who have the knowledge and wisdom to see change and make it happen. The highlight of my week is my Thursday morning visit with my brothers in their orange jumpsuits. I share with them my experience, strength, and hope, and they in turn share with me their desires for a drug-free life. When I leave and walk out the front door, I am floating with gratitude. There but for the grace of God go I. I'm not locked up with them. What a lucky fuck I am. On Thursday, November 9th this year, I asked the guys, if you had the power, what would you do to eliminate the drug problem or at least turn the tide? Here are some of their thoughts. One, more programs, less jail, less punishment halfway homes to transition from confinement to society. Two, use military to guard our borders from drugs freely flowing in, better port control. Three, stop uh, drugs coming through the mail uh, and commercial airmail. Four, need more counselors who are addicts. Five, um, and their belief on that is that... uh, Only um, addicts can truly relate to their fellow addicts. Five, organize addicts and their friends and family to march for the cause, just as women did for feminism, Me Too, and blacks did for racism. They can carry pictures of dead addicts plus the statistics. Teach kids about addiction. Place graphic ads on TV and on apps. Eight, It starts at home. What if parents went to jail for what kids did? Nine, more love among each other. Ten, return the moral code to school. Return God to school. Eleven, target manufacturers. Twelve, a million person march against fentanyl. I could just imagine hundreds of thousands of people uh, crowding into Washington at the Monument at the White House, marching, uh, uh, f- uh, marching against addiction, marching against the death. Thirteen, uh, protection from children from apps that want to sell drugs to kids. Fourteen, screening to show parents the percentage possibilities their kids will be addicts also. Fifteen, and this is the uh, the final one on the fifteen 
is one suggested that Oregon's Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Act, that's D-A-T-R-A, DATRA, also known as Measure 110, was an excellent starting place for other states to follow or look to. The final analysis is, has not been completed due to its early stage, but there are certainly some positive results that have been seen. We will never, will never eliminate addicts or addictions. I would guess cavemen brewed some good shit or smoked some wicked weed. But I'm positive we can certainly achieve so much more by elevating addiction to the priority it deserves. You need not have a doctorate in quantum physics to postulate the need for drug rehabilitation. It's a fucking disease. Address it as such. Whenever asked how I feel or how I'm doing, I frequently reply, fucking awesome. After 36 years of sobriety, my mantra has not changed. Due to recovery, I have a life second to none and that I wouldn't trade places or change places with anyone on this planet. I started to grow up 36 years ago and at 44, for me, the maturation process continues. With all my heart and soul, I believe our quest to better address addiction would be the perfect start to unite blues and reds to come together in mutual respect to help stop the death spiral. Who, knew, who knows what we all could accomplish together? In closing... I want to share one of my favorite prayers by Marie Lenart. Give us great dreams, O God, while thou art giving, and keep the end. It's enough if we live by the hope, nor falter in the living that lures us on from dust to dignity. Thank you for your time.